Oh, wait, no, you've already done that bit. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. It's wrestling about W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti. We're simply pro wrestling. My name's Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey. Welcome back, friends. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed the interview earlier this week from GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion Daisuke Harada. What an absolute treat that was, G-Money. What's that? Good Lord. So cool. So, so cool. But the fun doesn't stop there, particularly as pertains to pro wrestling, Noah, as we have a man who is due out in Japan. Noah heading, Bound. Noah Bound, heading for the Emerald Arc in GCW star Ninja Mac on the podcast this week for our second interview this week, actually. We are lucky people. This was a lot of fun. A uh, really interesting guy. Really great to hear more about his background, the way he operates outside of wrestling. I thought this was really insightful. Just a, a really unique character in terms of, I feel like his approach to pro wrestling and just more generally approach to life. So if it's somebody you've not seen before, I'm familiar with. I still think there's a lot here for you. Check it out. Absolutely. And of course, uh, on this day, day of recording, uh, the Wrestle Universe app has launched and there are some GCW shows on the Wrestle Universe app yes. already. So you may be able to see Ninja Mac on there ahead of his arrival in Noah. Alternatively, there's lots of bits out on YouTube or indeed Fight TV. Um, I actually watched a fantastic match. Um, with Mac and Loki, which he references in the podcast earlier. It was insane. So just type that into YouTube and you'll find <laughs> it. It was absolutely killer. Anyway, folks, we're going to make a bet. Speak to Ninja Mac. Just a super quick note before we actually get into the interview, just to let you know that Ninja Mac did have some audio issues around about the 20-minute mark. This only lasts for about 90 seconds. You can still make out what he's saying, and he was saying such interesting stuff that we didn't want to cut it. So just to make you aware, now on with the show. And as promised, we are joined by none other than Ninja Mac. Thank you and welcome to the show. I appreciate y'all wrestling podcast. Y'all doing good. Y'all want to make a bet today with Ninja Mac? Hell yes. <laughs> We're going to do this thing. We're going to do this. I got to ask, where did that come from? The want to make a bet. When did that start? So, uh, you know, before uh, before I got into wrestling, the, the Ninja was already there. I was, I was really training to be a Ninja outside of wrestling. And I was a professional gambler. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. so I, I spend, uh, I, right now I've, I've kind of toned down my gambling as I've blown more into wrestling and taken full wrestling, but I am a full-blown-on gambler, and you, you see it in the ring. It's not just uh, not just on the tables making bets at Blackjack and Roulette and Texas Hold'em, Omaha and Ultimate Hold'em. And, man, I'd go forever on the games. And, you know, <laughs> Japan, Japan's going to hurt me because I don't gamble over there. I got to <laughs> gotta find a way to get around that. I'm sure you'll find something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll find a replacement. But the, the want to make a bet and the bet that really came from what I like to do outside of wrestling, yeah. which is gambling. I, I count. I do very good numbers. And then, um, yeah, man, I'm a huge gambler. I, I gamble on games. I gamble on football, football in America, football and outside of America, soccer. Oh, nice. Oh, very good. Full of surprises. What's your game of choice when it comes to gambling? You know, um, I I, uh, I read the tables really good, just like in the ring. So I love Texas Hold'em because you uh, it's not just relying on your cards against the dealer. But mm. when you go to casinos, I, I like to sit down with my friends at Blackjack. Nice. You know, Texas Hold'em is more of that, uh, that strategy game. I I do uh, I do have inspirations to be the first pro wrestler to get a World Series of Poker bracelet, one of those. Oh yes, and that, that is one of my uh, one of my full side dreams that I don't let people know. So you know, if I can achieve that, but like I said, as I as I grind in pro wrestling right now, some some things get put to the side. Yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely can't have everything. And who's your team when it comes to to football? Uh, I, I gave up my team this last year. Houston Texans, man. Uh, very very sad team. We uh we got rid of a lot, but I mean, uh I mean I've always been a New York Giants fan. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm from New York, so I mean I know it's it's hard to play uh, two teams, but I'm a New York Giants fan from being born, kind of raised in New York. But I live in Houston, Texas, so I try and support the hometown team. Nice, but they've been fucking up a lot lately. So <laughs> Making it difficult. Texas, <laughs> I want to step up, you know. Watch out for those massage scandals. <laughs> oh good stuff well I've, i kind of jumped on that one i should give you a proper introduction because you're actually you you are the one of the biggest names on the indie scene at the second certainly the name that we're hearing the most about arguably over here i think 
and you know with a, a, some very exciting things ahead of you in Japan as well. So it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. So thank you for doing that. I wanted to delve into your past a little bit because I've been I was doing a bit of research and read that before wrestling, you were in the circus. Is that correct? Yeah, I've um. So I went off to college. I did a year of college, and you know, training your whole life. I was uh, one of those kids in the gyms. I was in wrestling. Uh, my parents got me some gymnastics. I played football, basketball, baseball. I did every sport possible mm. that I could. So you mean working out eight hours a day? My first year of college. I go there and I'm not required to work out. You're required to go to class and um, kind of enjoy life. And it was actually a very depressing year for me. Ooh. So after uh, after college, my first year, I really did not, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had a couple of friends actually make it to Circus Soleil. So I reached out and they, they got me in touch and I, I, I got a tryout in Vegas and I didn't make my first tryout to the circus, you know, um, I can do all the cool flips. I was very good uh, support and bass. I had different acts because you got to have different acts going to the circus. But I couldn't dance very well to get across the stage. So even though I could do all the cool big stuff, I wasn't very fluent. So they didn't take me my first time at the Vegas tryout. But, you know, three months later, me coming home and really grinding some ballet, some uh, some jazz and some tap, you know, just to get some basic flow across. Sure. Uh, I learned enough to get across the stage. And, you know, three months I want to say, man, this was this was back in 2009 going into 2010. I I, I tried out for the circus. I got accepted into their uh, accepted into their circle where they kind of, you know, they post the jobs what they're needing because with, with the circus, there's so many other jobs. The the big company, everyone recognizes me for Circus Select. Mm. I did the Michael Jackson workshop in Montreal for Circus Select, and that's um. That when they call them workshops, it's kind of uh, they're, they're learning to put the, the show together at the time. Mm. So the Michael Jackson show that you see out in Vegas or on tour right now, I was one of the four guinea pigs for that show. Oh, wow. So, you know, when mm. you uh, when I got the I, I didn't just get the circus experience. I got that background experience to where mm. I got to be a little guinea pig. Man, some of the wild things happened in Montreal. They put me in a little cannon, a little platform. <laughs> I was holding on to a trapeze bar and they shot me out of that cannon about 40 miles an hour, 80 feet high. And they said, let go and fall into a net 50 feet down. Uh, oh, okay. my word. <laughs> So yeah, I got I got some crazy stories, but just like um just like the indies and in wrestling, you know, circus lace is that big one that compares to WWE. Yeah. But even the Sea World's got a circus. There's so many other circuses. Um, Sam Trigo Productions out of Cali gave me my first actual job with a circus. So um, I really appreciate you, Sam Trigo. Great guy, great company, and was a huge support. He actually let me uh, on my first tour. I toured Mexico for three months. Um, one of my next tours, we got to go uh, live in Venezuela in Los Cabos. Wow. So I got to live in Venezuela for a while. Great. And then I actually went over to Europe. We went to Belgium. We went to Paris. Uh, did a little stint here and there with Sam Trigo. So, but just, just like wrestling, you, you're an independent contractor. You sign for times and dates, and then you travel, man. And six years after six years of doing the circus, I, I actually came across a wrestler that was on a circus tour. And he, he saw that I was really good at wrestling and really good at flips. And he said, man, you should go try out for a wrestling. <laughs> um, I literally flew in from Friday on Seattle. And uh, he, he gave me some ideas where the schools were. You know, he said up in the West mm. Coast, there's some good schools. And actually finding out I've, this last year, I came across and met Nick Wayne. Mm -hmm. um, when, I was, when I was first getting into wrestling, I want to say seven years ago, the guy that gave me the option said, yeah, go to the Northwest. That's where Seattle is. And the school he was actually referring to was Nick, Nick Wayne's father's school and area, I believe. Amazing. So, oh, wow. You know, small circle. Right? Six years later, I'm ending up wrest wrestling his, his kid. <laughs> it's a phenomenal superstar already. Mm. But, um, you know, giving me those ideas of the schools, he also said, you know, down in Houston, Texas, Booker T has a great reality wrestling school. And I was just, I was just amazed because I was from Houston, Texas. I was I was raised here, so I flew in that Friday, called Booker T, um, got in touch with his school. Obviously, you can't just get in touch with Booker T by calling, but I got in touch with Kevin. I got in touch with Scott Bruce down in Houston. 
they brought me into a fantasy camp on Sunday when I flew in that Friday, and I have not gone back to the circus since I've joined Booker T's Reality Wrestling. Gosh, wow, that's amazing. I absolutely feel your pain on the uh, the tap dancing side. I did a bit of that, <laughs> and it's it's no joke. That's quite that is a challenging thing to do. No, it's no joke at oh, all. Man. Hey, man, just just learning the basics was hard. And some people were, hey, you, you had to learn how to dance. Um, yeah, you know what. When you're told you need to do something to get better, to get mm. a job, do whatever the fuck it takes. So, yeah, it. I, w- I wasn't a dancer, but you know what? They told me I needed to get better at something, and I got home and made the improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's fascinating. And what a journey that is. And then to, to end up at Booker T School, I mean, is Booker involved in sort of the practical side of that particularly, or is he more of a kind of an oversight kind of guy? At the time when we were there, he was really blowing up reality or wrestling. Um, this was also at the time we were getting on Cube TV. We we're trying to adventure into that TV network and get a little more known because mm-hmm. um, I believe with his company, he's always wanted to, even though he's got the connections to WWE, he never wanted to rely on his WWE NXT connections to blow up his school. So mm-hmm. he's been very, he's been very, um, not not protective, but with, with his company of Roe just really blowing it up. I would mm. say he, he's been very hands-on. When I was there, he was very hands-on in every day, Monday through Thursday. But I also believe this was him coming, not working for WWE at the time. Sure. So now uh, when we were there and we were getting ready for Cube TV, he, Bruce Pritchard, who's now running Raw, I believe. I don't want to mistake that word. Um, but Bruce Pritchard now running some WWE stuff. He was not employed by WWE at the time. Mm. So we had Booker and we had Bruce come down to our shows to kind of like uh, kind of give us a TV writing, help us promote everything. Mm. And then at this time, he moved into his bigger venue where we actually run the shows. And he was very hands on every match. He was there every day. But like I said, I haven't been there in about three or four years to be there consistently to train. Mm-hmm. So I know he's taken a bigger schedule with WWE, so it'd be hard to say he's there every day. Yeah. But Booker, Booker is there. Booker gives time to his students. Booker gives time to his shows. And he he puts forth that work, man. So That's really cool. Booker's very – he'll sit down. If, if you're willing to give Booker the effort, he'll sit down with you, go over your match, give you your time. And, man, Booker T is a phenomenal trainer. That guy really is a legend, not just in the ring, but the, the community, the young wrestlers aspiring to be better and get better. He gives you the time if you're willing to work for him. Mm. That's awesome. Because you do hear these horror stories about training schools, certainly in the past, that have big names attached to them, and then they're just never there. You know, like the classic example is sort of Shawn Michaels School, I believe, from sort of back in the day. Yeah, see, I, I've heard a couple stories, but I've, I haven't been able to like. I'm I'm always one to. I got to be there and see it. Yeah, to course. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I, I can hear stories, but we're just hands on with Booker. When I was there, that man was there Monday. He was, you know what? Uh, not Monday. He was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because he was still doing Monday night balls. But he would fly in Tuesday. He was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He wasn't there on Mondays. But to get Booker three days out of the week yeah. and then on shows is still just to, just to see his presence and. To be able to, you know, what I what I tell people going to schools, even even if you're going to school to learn, what I always thought about going to a wrestling school was I'm paying to see how this top professional guy interacts. Yes, mm-hmm. I hope he critiques my wrestling. I hope he gets better, but that's going to be on me to become a better wrestler because I got to put the time in. But the biggest thing I would learn from Booker or these guys going to other schools, when they come in, how does the environment change? How does the room change? They change the energy and they're really true superstars because you can tell when a Booker T comes in and he didn't. And very Mm. luckily, Booker T would bring in big names like a Shelton Benjamin. He brought Mm. in a he brought in Bret Hart for a sit down or Ricky Dragon Steamboat. And these guys that came in, you can feel the room change. You can feel people get up. You can feel the eyes look at those guys over there. And that's what being a big WWE superstar is about. So when you go to schools, yes, the guys are there or not there. But you pay to see these people. You pay to see how they act. You pay to see how they dress up. How they, um, You pay to see how they respond to certain situations. And that was the best experience I got was being able to see how Booker responded, how he changed the room, how he changed the environment, that energy. That's super interesting. Yeah, I've never really thought of it like that. That is really interesting. And I was interested as well, because 
obviously your style is very high flying, but there are others coming out of that school with a high flying style. You know, the, the one that springs to mind is AQA, who just did a thing on AW. Phenomenal future ahead of her. That, that girl is going to be something special. Is there quite is that kind of like a house style, or is that just a bit of a coincidence that you've got sort of you know, a couple of r- really prominent high flyers coming out of there? You know, I I don't believe in too much coincidences. I think book pushes you to be the best you can be, hmm. and if he sees that, you know, I'm not six foot three, so I know my style is going to be a little different than book. But you know, book having hands-on experience with Ray Mysterio, he is able to he is able to get you some insight of what a what a cruiserweight or a small person would be able to do high flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think um that that's just a testament I do think to the athletes as in AQA. Uh, we got a bunch of high flyers coming out of books, I would say. But he's he's got big names too, so. I, I don't think it's just specifically books getting the high flyers. That might be a little coincidence, but I'm sure book had a hands in on helping her be able to be able to get those flips. I know he had a hand on me being able to place the crazy stuff I do and get me ready for TV. Cause it's not just doing the big moves. It's the, it's capturing the moment. Mm. It's doing it at the right time. Mm. So that that's a lot of learning you get from book. And he, he does make you TV ready. He does not teach indie wrestling with reality of wrestling to me i didn't know the difference at first since i went yeah. to book right away i only learned tv wrestling and then being in texas i got to learn a lot of lucha but coming back to wrestling this last year as a ninja and where i've really just grown with gcw and i've kind of just taken off on my own i've had mm-hmm. a i've had to come across and learn more of an indie style wrestling Mm. And I would say there's a very there's a very different TV wrestling aspect mm. and indie style aspect, and it, and it's helped me knowing knowing a little bit of TV wrestling where the cameras are, mm. how to position myself in the specific spot, looking for hard cam. So w- without books teaching, my my indie work this year would not be as good as it has been. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Speaking of the sort of lucha style. You know, you're not a traditional luchador in the sense that your mask didn't come first. Your identity is out there, so to speak. What was the rationale behind adopting the mask? So um, when I, you know, I did books for two years, um, I ended up doing a lot of lucha. So I, I do not not every place is perfect. I had my flaws with book. Mm. Um, I was um, I was working at the time in a group they use called Legion. And when you're in a group with so many people in the group or so many people in the card, you can only get so many matches. And as much as I was training at books um, at the time, they were very, they were very um, specific of just be at books, just be here. We don't want you to go advertise another Houston promotion, which I totally understand. Mm. But at the time I didn't have a good enough name to get to these other companies, these other indie shows. And I was very bad at social media, as y'all found out earlier. I didn't do any social media until this last year. So this was also a while ago. So I wasn't really blowing up online. So this was all word of mouth bookings. And I couldn't, to get better, I couldn't just wrestle once every two or three months. So with in Texas, there's so much lucha going around at the time. Mm. I was able to work four or five times a week. And if I, if I was allowed to, but at the time where they were trying to grow Booker's school and he was trying to get the TV going, they didn't want us to do it. So I ended up leaving books after two years and I did about two years of Lucha. And through the experience of doing five or six matches a weekend, I was able to grow. Um, I met a lot of the AAA talent through Martinez Entertainment, um, Edez, Iguana, mm. uh, Mecca Wolf. Uh, Lowrider, I mean, all those AAA guys you see right now, I met a lot of them when I was doing Lucha a couple of years ago. So, you know, I know with the with the Lucha, you don't, it, the mask is very sacred to them. Mm. So getting to do a lot of Lucha at first, me being the gringo white guy, I got a lot of heel heat automatically. So I, I was able to learn um, at the time. And then I had a son. I took a three-year break from wrestling. So I did two years of books, two years of Lucha, and I had about a three-year break. And then COVID kicked off. And because of COVID, um, I just I wasn't working. So I just kind of went back to training. And going back to the, the ninja gimmick, um, I know you'll, you'll see the ninja back mask. 
and it's black and red, but my uh, my inspiration, the colors are for gambling. Um, mm-hmm. I am actually the dealer in Jamaic. So I do black and red for the roulette table and the colors of gambling. Um, if y'all don't know, do y'all know the third color on the roulette table? I think I do. It's, uh, green. Green. No one, not even my own son or my own girl, has ever seen my green outfit. And that green outfit's a very secret one. And that little man right there running around, yeah, he, he hasn't seen it either. But um, I made that one specifically for Noah only because when I came back to wrestling, when I came back to wrestling, I wanted to – my goals were to come back to AAA and get over to Japan for Noah. And I had that gear made and the inspiration that I was going to make it one day. And then, you know, I got that phone call. Um, but going back to the, the, the reason why I wear the mask for Lucha, at first when I was coming back, I would wear an all-black mask. Mm-hmm. And when I would wear that all-black mask, it wasn't even this design. This was actually the design I made and I drew up. Um, I actually got the AAA guys to make in uh, Conan. Uh, I don't know if y'all know Conan. Oh, he's so yeah. Huge legend. Um, I met him at a couple of future shows growing up, and he always kept his eye on me. Um, he reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you've always had the talent. Maybe it's time for we bring you into AAA, but I need you to get a professional look. And that man hooked me up with the, the guy that made my gear through AAA. So a huge shout out to Conan. Who, mm. um, but like I said, going, going back to the idea of the, the Lude show, when I first came back, I didn't, I didn't want to insult the Luchas by wearing the mask and then taking it off at the beginning. So I would keep it on against Americans and I would take it off against Luchadors. And that's kind of how that started. So, you know, in Texas, we're, we're right next to Mexico. Yeah, of course. So a lot of my uh, a lot of my shows were I would wrestle an American on a Saturday. Mm. Every, I call it Lucha Sunday. It's my religion. I I love wrestling Lucha. I'd wrestle Lucha five times on a Sunday if I could. Mm. So every every Sunday I was doing shows, and I ended up becoming a bad guy in Lucha. And you know, easy easy heat was at the beginning of the match, walk out, get the ninja chance with the mask, take off that mask throw it down and stomp on my own mask <laughs> and then easily like, boo and hate me and throw stuff at me. And so that, that kind of, that, that started the mask off mask on thing the first six months. Mm-hmm. Um, once I, once I upgraded the gear, got more of a professional look, I've grown into more of the dealer one where I keep it on one marketing and sales off the wall right now, which is great. So if you haven't, Go check out a Ninja Mac mask. I actually got a special today going on. You can get the Ninja Black mask since I did a spot last weekend with Ninja Black. I don't know if you have seen GCW from this last weekend. Mm. But, yes, I would I would just say from the – not your traditional luchador because my face was known a little bit. Sure. But also also in the fact that it's I've done so much lucha and I've been mm. embraced by them so much. I do feel um, there's a certain respect to keep the mask on now. Um, only because that's what they like. I've had a couple of them talk to me with it, and I, I don't want to disrespect the lucha. Yeah, of course. One of one of my favorite, some of my favorite people growing up, and one of my favorite styles growing up has been lucha. So I, I love it. And then now, now I can really relate it. Instead of trying to be good guy, bad guy, I can relate it to my my gambling gimmick with the yeah. red, the black, and the green. Oh, that's really cool. That's interesting to hear so much thought that's gone into it and so much background that's gone into it. A lot, a lot. It hasn't been enough for nothing. There's always been a reason, a lot of thought mm. for sure. A lot of time put in. I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to disrespect people, but I also want to make sure I'm not just doing something for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just because it looks cool. I mean, it does look yeah. very cool, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's also because, you know, it means something to you and it means something to the, the people you wrestle with. Yes, for sure. And like I said, I'm just, to keep their culture going, to keep the Lucha Libre culture going, it, it really means something that they mm. can embrace someone that's not not a a, a born Lucha. Sure. I'm not, I'm not born Lucha. I'm not from Mexico. Um, and, and not just from Mexico. I'm sure there's Luchas around the world not from Mexico. But, you know, it is that Mexican culture, that Spanish culture, yeah. that South American mm. culture. And then um, – I, I and you know you fall in love and I got my kid and I always joke with my girl and my kid but you know maybe, maybe it's not a joke but I got my future lucha baby my girl's from Monterey Mexico 
and uh, my, my child's half American, half Mexican, and <laughs> maybe maybe he's the one. I do I do have inspiration for him to one day become ninja. Yeah, if, if he chooses to do that path as he's trying to sneak in the video, yeah. right? <laughs> but, uh, ninja hey, Mac Junior, that's amazing. Hey, ninja Leo, can I get a ninja pose? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 future star right there. <laughs> Uh, if he chooses to be, I'm going to, the, the goal that I see Ninja Mag being is if I can get in the door, because what I'm seeing in this business, you got to know people, mm. no matter how good you are, you got to know people. So if I can, if I can grind hard enough, get to know the right people, do the right things, and I can get him a door and a platform to get off of, you know, I, I did my job as a father. And if he chooses to do that, if he doesn't choose to do that, then I would like to use this route to educate him and, get him to any destination he'd like to go. Awesome. I, I was interested actually when you were saying about taking taking so much time out or three years out because you know, my daughter's about a year and a half now and I'm, I'm honestly in awe of anybody that's managed to get back <laughs> to a semblance of normal life. It's quite inspiring. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about normal because I would say, um, you know, I was, I loved wrestling and I've always mm. loved wrestling and traveling with the circus during those first four years of wrestling and already living, I, I knew how to live out of a suitcase. I already traveled. Mm. So that, that wasn't, that was such a natural part to me. Mm. Um, what wasn't natural to me was I, I work my ass off, not just in wrestling, but at what I do. So I don't, I don't just make money wrestling. I was a manager at a gym mm. coach. Um, I, I ran gyms, I ran martial arts schools and I made a good living. Like I, I was close to a hundred grand a year. Gosh. Yeah. So it, it's not like I was, I was struggling to come back to wrestling, but it was something I had passion about. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing at the time was, you know, I'm about to be a father with this young little one. Do I want to grind in the dirt longer and longer mm -hmm. or on weekends, make my 80 an hour coaching and working? And I had to make life choices and, you know, I can, travel on weekends and make my hundred or $150 a book in, or I can sit at home working 10 hours a day and pull an 800 on a day and a weekend. And I, you know, I, at the time I had priorities. I, I I'm very one-minded. I needed to be a father. I needed to do the best I could. So I couldn't, I couldn't go 100% at wrestling. And because I couldn't do 100% at wrestling, I, I felt like it would have been, it would have been, it, it wouldn't have been right to keep wrestling and not be able to do 100%. Sure, so it, it was very easy for me to step away and then be a father. And then, you know, when COVID kicks off and I'm not working anymore and I'm free to train, it really, I just, with, with local wrestling in Houston, without yeah. local, I don't come back. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. This year has been wild. I had no, I had no intentions of Ninja Mac popping the way it did this year yeah it's been wild <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ride this snowball the best i can right now oh yeah i mean has it has being a father changed anything in terms of your wrestling life like because obviously what you do is high risk in nature does that ever kind of did it, did it ever kind of impact your thinking about wrestling at all uh yes um it, it has i i keep my wrestling safe right now i know y'all say high nature and high high risk but to me what i'm doing right now for y'all is my uh, my safe stuff sure. so i'm very wow. I'm, I'm very excited to get to noah to show y'all the next mm. thing i'm have a little more security with noah and um i always tell people I'm, I'm not holding back i just don't want to show everything i can do at the moment for the numbers i'm being offered Mm. so as numbers go higher i show more i don't want to yeah of course I, and it, it's hard you, you want to be seen yeah. and i want to get out there but i don't want to i don't want to blow my load mm. i want to i want to keep stuff because you know what if um i've had i've had a couple companies call um and i aw dark i really appreciate them calling the when they did but i declined aw dark only because I didn't feel like doing dark and showing everyone what I could do on a YouTube show would be more beneficial than holding off and grinding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I respect that. You know, yeah. there's something to be said for building your brand, building your name, getting that main show money, really making that impact. 
uh, from the get-go? Trying. Uh, you know, I've, I'm, like I said, it, it's hard because you, you want to pop. You want to show these people everything. But then again, it's mm. if I show them everything, what else are they going to tune in to watch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Was it hard to come back after three years, like physically? Yes, I had my dad bod going for sure. <laughs> when does that go? Or just out of interest? <laughs> hey, uh, you know, um, it's it, it. Shout out to the my support team, local wrestling. Jaime Martinez, Pedro Ortega, uh, the Deathmatch Queen, Sadika, uh, Jay Davis, Lencio, all those guys, Chris Carter. That we when we came back when COVID kicked off, um, you know, in Texas, as as bad as COVID was. I mean, down in Texas, man, we didn't we didn't stop down here. We were doing shows when COVID kicked off in March. We were doing shows in July, like, and I'm talking like 300 people shows with no mask, and like they're like, this was the first year of COVID. Wow, gosh. So yeah, so it's like we didn't really slow down in Texas, um, but at the time, I was just I would just come to training to play around, have fun, and then I could already do the crazy stuff. So they're like, hey, come do a show for us and. Y- y'all see me without the mask. You see me that I-, I was just coming back to play around. And then after three matches of playing with local wrestling, I got a call from AAA. Um, my match with uh, Dante Leon posted by wrestling with unicorns um, that got wrestling with unicorns on the map that January. Mm-hmm. And that actually, that video got shown everywhere. So I did a match with Dragon Bane for local wrestling at Barge. And 30 minutes after my match in the locker room, I got a call from Noah. Gosh, wow. Which was which was like, whoa, Noah called me like 30 minutes and they were just seeing some clips. But I from my understanding, they had Dragon Bane previously in the yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. When they, he got tagged and they, oh, who's this ninja guy he's wrestling? Oh crap, with, with him. <laughs> they, they called me. They called me about four days before GCW and AAA did. Wow. Wow. Okay. It really feels like everything just came all at once for you. You know, so you got those gifts up put on Twitter or whatever, and everyone's like, shit, we need this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I got called. Uh, I, I mean, and me being young and dumb at the time, which is only a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm marked out. Yeah, let's go. Sign me up. And mm. I, I gave them a number, which was great for me at the time because I was just coming back. But looking back at it, man, I short-sighted myself so much at first. And I'm kind of I'm kind of glad everything got pushed back a year because, um, you know, I was originally going to leave in June of last year for Noah. And then it got pushed back with COVID. So I was able to write out GCW and AAA. So, you know, if I went to NOAA then, GCW this last year doesn't happen. Uh, AAA never happens. Mm. So I'm glad it got pushed back a little. And then I was supposed to leave in December again. And then it got pushed back even more. So I got a chance to go to Hammerstein and write out GCW. Yeah. See, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been, I was thinking of a tactful way of trying to put that because in many ways it was a blessing in disguise because you know where you are now you, the ninja mac stocks only consider, continue to rise so mm. you're about as you know you're going into noah when, when that does happen at your highest point possible i, I hope so i'm just gonna keep grinding until they open those doors and i like to yep. go and just like i said i'm just trying to make myself as big as i can before i get over there and then when i get over there make myself as big as i can over there to come back even stronger amazing so we've got some some sillier questions we'd like to ask you as a little little cul-de-sac before we get back to the wrestling if that's okay yeah for sure these are some of the ones we love to ask just all of our guests it'd be interesting to get your take on these favorite pizza topping pepperoni it's the good stuff like it liam and i i remember us as teenagers were basically monday night raw on a friday night over here pepperoni passion from domino's was was the way Job done. Yeah. <laughs> Big bets. Of course. You can't go wrong with Domino's. Domino's give this podcast a sponsorship. Yeah, Come on. Hell yes. <laughs> Pepperoni sponsorship. It's funny though, we're both vegetarians now. <laughs> hey, you know what? My my girl's a vegetarian and uh, the, uh getting with her, um, I definitely have become more vegetarian mm. and yeah. more like I, I I can't even tell you the last time I had pizza um but we we do all of our cooking at home yeah um she you know she's vegetarian but she's not she's only allergic to pork mm-hmm. so okay. you know being pork i've, I've kind of i'm not not saying i've given up bacon and pepperoni but I, i've kind of washed it to a sure. point to where it's kind of it's just kind of evaporated out of my diet 
uh, it's exactly what happened to me as soon as I moved in with my my girlfriend. That was it. Just one by one, they seem to evaporate like like <laughs> yeah, a Thanos it, it, snap. It, 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 <laughs> it makes it makes it a little easier, and you know, maybe yeah. maybe me being a little lazy, but I didn't want to. I don't have to go brush my teeth every time I eat a piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. And how about go-to snacks? You know, if you're gonna go to like a Seven Eleven or something, what are you picking yourself at? Um, I, I'm actually really good at not eating snacks. Mm. I do have I have a downfall on, on shows on weekends. I don't know if it's just a Ninja Mac ritual, mm-hmm. and you know maybe it's getting to me because it, it does get hard by Sunday. But I don't eat on days of shows. Sure. Except sour oh. skittles. Ah, sour skittles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like, like tomorrow, um, you know, I got Los Angeles tomorrow with Mike yep. Speedball Bailey for GCW. That's going to be bonkers. Yeah. Huge markout match. I've been waiting for this match a while. Um, I got a match on Saturday with Jack Cartwheel, and then I come home to Texas, and I got a match in Waco. But usually on days of shows, I only allow myself a bag of Skittles and sour skittles not regular skittles sour skittles mm-hmm. so you know and that's just travel day too so maybe it's just trying to get through the airports yeah um, but my my go-to snack would probably be a protein shake or a protein bar during the week but like i said on, on weekends man I, I got sour skittles for these shows but i do got to change that because it's it's starting to hurt me on sundays when <laughs> days in a row and sour skittles ain't enough <laughs> And so in Japan, one of the big things, of course, is karaoke. I'm so excited. I will we're gonna be singing. Do you well what what's your song? Yeah, we want to know what's what's gonna be your go-to. What are we drinking on tonight? (laughs) You know, you you know, a couple of drinks at the going out with some friends really determine the song we're gonna sing. If I'm going out with a GCW crew and you know, we're we're just finishing a show and we're we're rock hard and we're going going to the wall, man. I I'll jam out some Lincoln Parker system of a down. <laughs> right nice. you, know, uh, you know, if if I'm out with my girl and we're doing a little cute sing-along, um I see give you a good one. Oh, it's gonna she's gonna yell at me for not having a good one off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, Give it, give me a little Marvin Gaye in there, you know. Hey, okay. Very nice. Very nice. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a great singer, but give me a couple of drinks and I'll yeah. give you a good time that night. So you're looking forward to that karaoke culture, <laughs> right? You know, I know we've talked about lots of your other things that you're interested in, but any other hobbies or passions outside of wrestling that people might not know about? Um, I do. I always said I, I don't just. I, I, what I've learned in wrestling is marketing wise, I don't just do something to do something. Mm. Um, if y'all ever see me get beat up in a match, I'm actually picking shoelaces. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be uh, on that front row picking those shoelaces or at the end of the match I go around because I like to sell a lot of shoelaces. <laughs> so um, I would say the one thing I do hobby wise, besides just being in the gym all day, it's called tricking. Mm-hmm. Um, all tricking is it's a blend the best way to describe it is it and it's actually the best way to describe what i do in the ring it's a blend of gymnastics martial arts and break dancing all together okay so you um if you if you watch a lot of movies you ever see the movie tron the new one no i haven't seen that one if you get a chance, uh, one of my friends, Anish Shufra, is the guy Tron doing all the tricking, yeah. the guy in the black suit. So when you when you see those guys do those crazy ninja flips and ninja kicks across the, the stage and the ring, that's called tricking. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's a sport that we've kind of grown together, but we haven't, we haven't had that mainstream uh, media star really put it on the map to blow it up. And in the end, that is something I'm going to want to do myself is really mm. get tricking out there. Um, and it, it's you got some of the best talent in the world that trick and they do the craziest stuff. So that's something I really like to use Ninja Mac to get out there and be one of those mainstream stars to help uh, tricking get out there. So cool. tricking, tricking is one of my biggest hobbies. You can do that in a park, in a gym, anywhere. Gonna have to look that up on on YouTube and sort of see some of that good stuff. Oh yeah, it, and it, and it's all around the world. And just like a wrestling locker room, um, yeah, with, with tricking you, if you trick and you know someone tricks, it's kind of like a like an unannounced rule, man. We we always there for each other. You need a nice. spot to stay, I got you. If I need a spot to stay, you got me. 
if you're in town, come train with us. If I'm in town, come train with us. So very, mm. very, very nice, small community. Of yeah. That's growing. It's, it sounds a lot like I used to be involved with um, roller derby and the roller, mm-hmm. der- the roller derby community around the world is exactly like that. You know, they'll put you up, come and hang out with us if you're in a city that isn't your own. You know, it's a real great kind of crowd. And it sounds like it's the same way with tricking. Very similar. Yes, sir. Man, I love me some roller derby too, man. Oh, nice. Y- y- y'all be. Hey, you know what, though? I saw some roller derby girls in Houston. And those girls look like they whooped my ass. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was strictly like off track. I was like in a, a roller derby referee, basically. And yeah, okay. I was just like, no, I, every, literally every <laughs> single one of them could have whooped my ass that, that did it. But also speaking of tricks, we wanted, do you have a party trick that you like to do that you like to pull out for anybody? Uh, you know, um, the, the saying, want to make a bet is not just a saying. Mm. I, you know, I make bets. I do coin flips. I paper, scissor, rock. So, you know, we had a party. You want to make a bet? You know, who, who's, who's, got the, who's got the bigger gonads at night? You know, what you want to <laughs> shot of? You want to, you want to make a bet? You know, I'm very, uh, very uh, confrontational with, random things you know i I like controversy i like buzz like i like to generate some heat so of course interesting yeah you know little little coin flips are probably the best you know play some quarters or high low with some cards i always carry a deck of cards on me you know i got some magic tricks i pull oh wow amazing man of many talents absolutely right so jumping back to the wrestling i mean we we touched on it earlier but it feels like although last year was massive for you already in this year it just feels like you've kind of gone up a level i mean hey, 2021 that... was year of the ninja because you know 21 is a good blackjack number yeah uh, <laughs> so 2022 i've uh, i've made it you've, known you've gone best this, this is this is the year yeah not a bust but this year i doubled down with 22 yeah. nice nice but what what do you kind of attribute that to why do you think all of a sudden it's it's blown up the way that it has any particular reason Oh, yeah. I would say, you know, um, giving you all this story beforehand, Joey Janela, uh, you know, when, when I start the story of Ninja Mac and, you know, I'll start with my loco. And when I bring in GCW, I got uh, the story goes, I got a message from Jimmy Lloyd. You know, Jimmy Lloyd brought me out, got me to his first show. When I first met Joey Janela, I looked at him. He asked me if I could do that Sasuke special. Which was that flippy, flippy backflip? So yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, I'm fucking huge critic. I just, I mean, I've never even thought about doing it. And he asked me if I could, so I pulled it off for him. But that man got on my phone, started my Twitter and started my Instagram, downloaded it for me, and said, <laughs> "Fill this out." And I would, I would give Joey Janelle a lot of my credit of success this year. Uh, not, not entering, but the, the idea of to, mm. you know what, just get on social media and get out there. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have Instagram or Twitter until the end of April at the collective. So I'm. I'm not even a year in on social media. I'm only ten months in right now. That's so, incredible, isn't it? Really. And then yeah. and then learning, man. Social media is a monster itself. Learning how to do this. I'm. I'm now learning the the podcast, the platform, to getting myself out there. So, I would say a lot of my uh, a lot of my instant success has been for Joey Janela getting me to start this online stuff. Yeah. And, Committing to it and and not just starting it. He gave me a plan and said, "Hey, this first week, I want you to do this at this time." And he oh, really wow. gave, yeah, he really gave me a, a start on what I should do that first week, and he helped me grow a lot. So uh, I really Amazing. give a lot of credit to Joey Janelle on that. Oh, cool! What a good guy. That's really interesting. You know, you do hear you hear nothing but good things about Joey. Like what, and a, a guy that really knows how to market himself as well. And so it it feels like there's always been sort of one preeminent high flyer in the u.s at a t- sort of at a time you know be it paul london jack evans amazing reds you know you've had will osprey and so you feel very much like the preeminent high flyer of 2022 how does that feel uh there's there's so many young high flying talents i don't I, I don't know if i've done enough to pull myself away but i i do have ambitious to be the top high flyer yeah uh to be one of the top wrestlers around so uh in my eyes i haven't done enough to really break away to be the top high flyer but it Mm. is a goal and i appreciate that um but i i do have inspirations to get there so it's it's nice to be thrown in with those names i think having my name thrown with those bigger names is always a good thing that means i'm doing the right stuff 
Uh, right now, I just got to stay consistent. I got to keep growing and keep getting better. You know, I think the exciting thing is, like you said, you haven't even shown us everything that you've got in the mm. Arsenal. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I got a lot to show you. Y'all seen the basic version. You know, y'all you, watch a lot of anime? A little bit bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah. I, I don't know. Y'all ever watch that Dragon Ball Z show? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, 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 y'all are definitely seeing Frieza's first form right now. <laughs> y'all, y'all are seeing Frieza's first form right now. You got to... I, I got about seven more finishers I'm ready to Oof. pull out. I haven't pulled out yet that are bigger than that Phoenix 630. So, And, you know, as soon as we see the green attire, we know it's going to kick off. So let's, we got to talk about Noah, because as you said, you've been sort of slated to go to Noah for a while. And I gather that's happening this year, hopefully, if everything stays stays positive in the world. Um, fingers, fingers crossed. Were you a, a Noah fan sort of prior to the contact? Yes. Um, growing up, um, you know, down in Texas, I always watched WWF. That's what hooked me, you know, back in the 90s when I was a child. I huge WWF fan, huge WCW fan. Um, before everyone kind of made that jump in the mergers, I was watching both shows. Hmm. But down in Texas, we have a channel called Telemundo back then, and they would show AAA. So I got a lot to watch a lot of Lucha and AAA. And there was a channel, I don't I don't know if it was VH1 or VHS when it was around, but late at night, they would show Japanese wrestling. And I would always just tune in and it was always Noah on. And it wasn't their full show, it was just matches. But when I was a kid, I can remember I watched WWF, WCW, AAA, and Noah. So when, I, when they reached out to me, it was very, um, very humbling. Mm. And then also... They weren't the only company from Japan that reached out. So after they reached out and, you know, everything got pushed back, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to go to nowhere or not. They were, I was on the wait list. I got, I got offers from two other Japanese companies. Sure. And they, those other companies offered a lot more money than NOAA. That's for sure. They offered a lot more money for booking. But I ended up choosing NOAA because I watched it growing up. I've known NOAA's history. Mm. And um, it, it meant more to me to go with Noah, knowing when I came back to wrestling and I wrote down my goals. My goals were AAA, pro wrestling Noah, and to really just make a living full time off wrestling last year. And yeah. for them to call, like I, I accomplished my goals, so I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna change my route because mm. another company offered me more money. That seems really touching. I I really love that you know that they just have, obviously have a very special place in your heart as a promotion. Yeah, and you know it might be a, it might be a weakness to me because I, I might be able to make more money at the other companies, but I'm not I'm not wrestling for money at the moment, which it, it helps. You know, it helps to pay bills and oh, pay rent. But it, it really is a learning experience. I'm trying to grow and become a better wrestler. Mm. And if if growing up watching Noah and watching the people that went through Noah, uh, looking where they became and where they became from, like it's that's where I want to be. You know, I mean, yeah. the the most recent example is uh, Daniel Bryanson. I mean, Brian Danielson, whatever he wants to go by now. I mean, with him going back and forth with Noah back then, I, I watched that. That was a big thing. Um, uh, someone that else this last year has really opened up to me really well, and uh, I, I would consider a little bit more of a sensei now is Loki. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, that man, uh, meeting him. when I, So when I met GCW at the Collective, I met that man at the Collective for the first time. A very interesting story, but a um, couple, couple months go on, and I get in touch with him, and I actually – I flew myself down a couple of times to go train with him. Um, I felt like that was someone uh, I could really relate to and get honest answers to the questions I needed. Interesting. And he's been back and forth with Noah. So he's been a, he's been a very good ear and mouth. Yeah. And he's always been there every time I've reached out. So I really appreciate you, Keith. Um, but yeah, just the people that have gone to Noah, when they came back, they were better. Mm-hmm. Um and not only were they better, they were better going forward as wrestlers. So that was a big decision for me, was choosing Noah compared to these other companies that offered more money. Well, it's our experience that the Noah fan base tends to be the, one of the more vocal and passionate. I have no doubt they'll be absolutely thrilled to, to hear that answer. Um, I don't know if you're aware, we actually had uh, Daisuke Harada on the show earlier, the current GHC oh. junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. He was on, on We spoke uh, to him Monday. on Monday. 
And we did, in fact, raise the prospect of Ninja Mac coming out to Noah. And I'll just, I'll read you what he said. Yeah, um, please do. I'm interested. You know, I don't, I don't get to hear much from them. I'm only in, uh, I'm only in touch with uh, Remy and Noisama. So I don't get a lot of uh, interaction with the locker room yet. Oh, Remy's the best. Um, but yeah, Harada said, his style is fantastic. It's hard to find a wrestler like him in Japan. He uses multiple different kinds of aerial moves, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the ring. I mean, well, as a long-time fan, I mean, how does that feel hearing that from the current GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion? It's, uh, it hurts me. And I'm about to go over there and fight all of them. <laughs> um, you know, no, it, it's, I, I do appreciate it. I love it. Uh, that means they have their eyes on me and they're seeing but that also means they're only seeing me at the GCW shows when mm-hmm. they see all the high flying crazy stuff. And, you know, the name GCW game changer wrestling. So I kind of, uh, I go a little overboard with the high flying stuff there because mm-hmm. it's what you need. But uh, I don't just, like I say, I know you see the high flying, but my, my profession right now outside of wrestling is to fight. Like I do MMA, I train jujitsu and Muay Thai and have keto and boxing and kickboxing. So like, they, they see the high flying, but I know what they're talking about. They don't see the fighting. Yet. Mm. They, don't see, they don't see that I was a three-time state champ growing up and my whole family went to college for wrestling, Olympic wrestling, not yeah. pro wrestling. Wow. So yeah, you, you see all the high flying and all the crazy stuff, but we'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. Exciting stuff. I'm very excited that, that we're watching, so you know, that means I'm doing something right. I just I don't want that image that I'm just a high flyer. Nice. I'm going. I'm going over there, ready to fight. I want to. I want to. I want a single leg. I want a double leg. I want a round ass. I want to see who's got better kicks. I know they got that hard style. We're about to find out who kicks harder. We're about to find out who chops harder. Who's going to be harder, America? Who's going to be harder than Japan? Mm. No, I'm going over there to represent Noah. But I'm also going over there to represent America and what we do over here on the Indies. Absolutely. You know, obviously, other than the junior heavyweight champion, Daisuke Harada, is there anybody you'd love to face while you're out there on tour? You know, um, I, I don't know the extent of Kenta's injury from his uh, his injury, I believe, January 1st mm. from the latter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kenta's someone I was watch. He's been over here, so that that'll be a big name. But I, I really would like to wrestle everyone over there, not just once, but two, three, four times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want just one person. I don't want to just be in a segment with someone. I want everyone. You you want to put me in five matches that day? Let's. Yeah. Go. I want five different opponents. I want to experience everything while I'm over there. I want to work. I've got no doubt in my mind from, you know, seeing you in the ring and from talking to you, you know, you've got just the absolute drive to succeed over there. I'm sure you're going to absolutely knock it out of the park. Yeah. And all, all those guys I know are professionals and they're so good. So to, to be in the ring with every single one of them is only going to make me better. And mm. in, in the end, I, I want to become the best I can be. So to share the ring with every single person over there is going to be something great for me. Fantastic. Um, you've been incredibly generous with your time and I don't want to keep too much more of it. So I want to just ask you one last question. It's an open-ended one. Uh, obviously, we've got Noah uh, on the cards, but what overall are your goals for 2022 and beyond? Um, so so I'm very goal-oriented. Last year, my three goals for wrestling was Noah, AAA, and um, I believe what I wrote down was 100,000 views, which I blew that in the, f- the first three weeks of working so <laughs> So, like, realistically, um, coming across this next year goals, uh, you know, Noah got pushed back. So I got I put down Noah again this year as a goal since I didn't accomplish it last year. I wrote down $100,000 in merch sales. That was a big number for me, especially um, – Seeing what the indie market is and how indie wrestlers don't make a full-time living and always got to have another job, I want to I want to squash that. I want to yeah. show people it is possible. And if I can pull a hundred grand a year on merch sales by myself, you know, I'm I'm opening the door for other future indie wrestlers. So that was a big thing. And then I want ten million views this year. Realistically, mm. I know it, it sounds like a lot, but just. Just in last weekend alone, I think I produced in the in the segment where it looks like I get destroyed in the Ninja Mac versus Ninja Black segment I posted this last weekend. I believe I clipped over 1.5 million views on wow. my platforms just from this last weekend. So I don't think 10 million views for the year is out of the realm anymore. No, no, I think 
I think that's doable by June, isn't it? By yeah. the sounds of it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, we're we're going to look for spring break, I think, right now, by mid-March. Incredible. So, Good man. But, I mean, like I said, I've, I've, I I could sit here and try and change my goals on the spot, but that's what I've written down for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going forward, um, Ninja, I, I, I don't – I can't say I have bigger goals than what I'm already doing because that's what I've written down. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the, when I came back as Ninja Matt, I came back with local wrestling, which is my Houston promotion. I've done game changer wrestling, which is the biggest independent promotion in the States right now. I worked for AAA and I've had interest in pro wrestling. No, and hopefully going to work over there. So at the moment, that is my base and my floor. Noah, triple a and game changer wrestling so I, I can't tell you where my ceiling is and where i'd like to go but mm. I, I hope i can just grind work harder and maybe make something happen and if not man well then i'm going to take game changer wrestling and pro wrestling noah to the moon and we're going to make these companies bigger than the other companies and bigger companies don't want to take a shot on me fantastic very last question is do you have any plugs social media your merch store put them out there hey so you can always check out ninja mac on facebook twitter instagram youtube go subscribe follow like comment uh, all my merchandise you can dm me through all the any of those platforms you know subscribing is the biggest thing we're really looking for so if you haven't go subscribe to this podcast make sure they get their views and their stuff up but besides that facebook twitter instagram youtube pretty easy on social media perfect yeah we'll put all the links in our show notes so people can find you nice and easily appreciate y'all thank y'all big bets wonderful thank you so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you a bit more and i know fans of Noah are going to be really pumped to see you out there later this year i hope so i hope so make some big waves and big things so if you haven't go subscribe to wrestling podcast check out ninja mac and all the online platforms and you can bet that and we're back Hey, how about that? And that was Ninja Matt. What a cool guy. What a cool guy. I'm so, I am pumped for him being <laughs> in pro wrestling now and now. That was, he said all the right things for me. I'm really, yeah. really excited for that. Matt. Got me really pumped for his turning up in Noah. Just really excited to even more so follow and see what he does now. Yeah, I, I liked his ambition and I was super interested mm. by his response to hearing Harada's quote. I think <laughs> I, I thought he'd probably take that, you know, like, oh, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. took it as a challenge, which yeah. is which is cool. Um, I've got more than just my high flying moves. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how he gets on out there. I think he's going to smash it. Yeah, he just seems like a cool guy. He seems like a great dad. His little son was bouncing around in the background during that interview. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Maybe we'll try and get a clip of him doing the ninja mat pose. That was awesome. Just a really great time. You know, I hope everyone really enjoyed that interview. One of the nicest, maybe one of the more in depth in terms of really getting at the person behind the wrestler interviews that we've done yeah i think so too yeah which I, I think is super helpful when you've got somebody that you're less familiar with so for example noah fans that may not have seen max work in gcw like to think that was a, a useful primer yeah. for his arrival there and uh yeah i know um you know speaking to mark pickering you know off air he's very excited about max arrival as well it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time folks so you know bet the house on mac Absolutely. So I don't think this is going to be the last you'll hear from us, you know, in the next few days. Liam and I have got some, <laughs> we need to sit down and talk about some wrestling. It's been, it's been too long, guys. We've had too many excellent interviews for you and we haven't actually got a chance to talk about some of the, the shows we've been really excited to watch. I know, so, and there's been so much going down as well. <sighs> so do keep your eyes peeled on the feed in the next few days. I can't say exactly what day yet. Just as soon as we've got everything watched, we're going to sit down and talk about certainly MCW's Fight to Survive and Choco Pro 200. There was the huge Noah show itself. That took Stardom place. pay-per-view. Stardom. Yeah, the list, the list goes versus on. Naito. Oh the list just Lord. goes on and on. So yeah, we're going to try and get everything, all of the boxes ticked and sit down and talk about the wonderful world of wrestling and then uh believe it or not we do have more interviews scheduled um for for march so stick with us if you're enjoying what you're hearing there is more to come we really do appreciate uh, all your feedback actually that was wonderful with the harada interview just seeing so much feedback which is lovely so yeah. thanks so much for that i want to thank you if you're coming back post daisuke harada to listen to us again yeah if you're, if you're a new listener 
welcome if you're an old listener thanks for sticking with us yeah we really do appreciate it um all right folks let's uh get the plugs in and then we will get out of here so we're on social media instagram and twitter it's at wrestling pod that's wrestling without the e wrestlingpod.com is where you can find all the links personal twitters all that good stuff and places to listen uh if you want to share us around that's probably the best link to send people so that, again that's wrestling without the e wrestlingpod at gmail.com is where you can send us a good old-fashioned email if you feel so inclined and if you would be so kind as to drop us a review or follow us on social media both of those things matter hugely they really do help us out and we absolutely appreciate them so thank you so much for those of you that have done that already we love you so much right gareth we've spoken to these folks way too much this week they're <laughs> sick of us we're gonna bounce thanks as always have a wonderful weekend in the meantime enjoy the craps. Yeah.